What's up, players? Welcome to episode number 59 of Ready Press Play, your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games. Every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we discuss the top news of the week, notable releases on all platforms, what we're playing, big topics of the industry, and the games we love. If you want to write anything to be read on the show, go to readyplaynetwork.com or hit us up at Ready Press Play on Twitter and TikTok. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. This is February 26th, 2021, and I'm your host, Louis Menchaca. And filling in for Dan this week, I am joined by my co-host from Level 1 Gaming. It's the Floor Hugger. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be here. So yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting one. So we got like a, a level one gaming collab. I've enough talked about it all the time that I was a writer, for, I'm a writer for the for the website, and I just recently did a review and everything. So I'm glad to do this collab, and hopefully we're going to be working together some more uh, here. Yeah. So for the uh, quick housekeeping, in case uh, you didn't know, Dan is really busy, so he asked for the week off. So that's why I asked uh, uh, the lovely uh, the floor hugger to uh, to join in on this show and fill in for him. And also, uh, and if you haven't already, uh, please check out our Ori and the Blind Forest spoiler cast. It's already on the feed. It was the very last thing that we just uploaded. It's just a quick reminder to you guys to check it out. The first like 15 minutes or so is spoiler free. So if you haven't played the game, you can still listen to it and give us some love there. And last announcement here is uh, this, uh, not this coming Tuesday, but the Tuesday after on March the 9th, Dan and I are planning to do a uh, Halo 1 live stream where we're going to finish the game. We were in the middle of our campaign run last year, and now we're going to finally finish it so we can get a March spoiler cast in for you guys. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So this is actually going to um, uh, lead us into what our very next thing here. It's time for topic of the show. Yeah, so actually we normally do that towards the end of the show, but we're actually just pulling it to the front of the line here because the topic of the show is actually the floor hugger. So I just wanted to interview you and just sort of like uh, get to know you kind of like a gamer edition. And I got some cool questions here pulled up. Uh, but before we get into those kind of like fun questions here, I actually just want to uh, like get your like Batman Begins origin story from, you, uh, story from you. Like, you know, how did you come to love gaming? How did you meet fame? How did you start the website? What, how did, what, uh, what caused you to start the website and everything? Oof, my Batman Begins. Well, it started with, no, uh, <laughs> I've been doing YouTube for very very long time like nine going on 10 years and it was just out of the blue uh, Mike he's another writer for us it's like go hit up fame because he'd, he'd been I known Mike for years we've been through all kinds of things together and he's like hit up fame they're looking for somebody new on uh, at that time we were with Tick Games their podcast I'm like okay you know what I kind of like drag my feet about it I'm ironically a very shy person in uh real life so it was very hard for me to do it and then i'm like let me hit this up i went talked to fame for a bit uh just fell in love with him and the cast dallas demi uh they were amazing people and then i got to have the opportunity to start level one with them to get into gaming get into the news media i've been i've done news media before but not quite like this where you know i own it uh I'm the one that gets to make the decisions. And from there, we've just been doing level one. I do retrospectives and stuff on my, my channel. I'm the retro person and I get to talk about gaming. I get to be a nerd and I get to meet awesome people like you and fame and Dallas and everybody. And it's just been 
like a, an experience you never think you would get, but you do get, and it's really cool to actually have it. So I'm like, so grateful for Mike for introducing us. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I I don't know, like I I don't know if I remember if we actually met each other IRL because like I was at a I was at a PAX once, and then like Fame had a bunch of crew members there at the from the old website, and I couldn't remember like names and faces and stuff. But we never you ever met, yeah. actually like. Uh, were you ever like as a media person uh, at any of these conventions yet? No, I live in Canada, so it's very, I've never been, the only place in the States I've been to is California and Seattle. So I've never gotten to actually sit down and meet fame or anybody. Oh, wow. Okay. You kind of got that. Me and Dan haven't actually met each other in real life as well. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. Well, I'm glad uh, you managed to get the title of the sister from another mister, I believe, is what your <laughs> title is, right? Yeah. Besides uh, HR. <laughs> besides, besides from the uh, the HR lady, because I believe you're the head of HR for a level. Yeah. And I'm usually the worst offender with HR stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can't reprimand yourself. That's true. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you could just play favorites with yourself. <laughs> and I do, unfortunately, but I'm me. Who's going to tell me no? <laughs> Exactly. There you go. All right. So, um, so this is actually, we did a, we did like a DLC episode uh, a long time ago, like last year where we like talked about like a get to know you, uh, game video games edition or whatever. And we asked, we asked like 20 questions. Uh, so I'm not going to ask you every single question here unless you, uh, unless you, you have the list in front of you, by the way, but, yeah. um, if you want to, if there's a question I didn't ask you, you can answer it if you, by all means. But my first question that I really want to know, and I think I know the answer to is the, your favorite fe- uh, female video game character. And I'm going to take a guess. All right. Okay, lay it on me. Is it Bayonetta? No. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought I knew you pretty well because you're Very always ha- uh, like simping for her on the podcast. I mean, I simp for her. I'm simping for Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil. But Yes. No, it's not Bayonetta. My favorite video game character is Lara Croft. <laughs> oh, dang. That's That makes sense. That makes more sense. Yes. Okay. That's good. That's good. She's my um, lady. So did you like, uh, did you buy every uh, of the new, like the new trilogy of games uh, day one at $60? Not day one. The only, I did buy 2013 reboot and Rise of Tomb Raider for the PlayStation, which was the 20th anniversary one. So I waited that six months uh, exclusivity and I did not buy Shadow of the Tomb Raider day one, but I do have it. Because I remember, I think it was Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It might have been like the latest one. And it was like people were up in a tizzy whenever it went on sale within a month. I remember that story being a thing. But I guess it does. it's it's different because you guys are like, you're in Canada and the prices are even higher. Uh, everything's so. usually about $10 more. Yeah. Okay. So are they are they still $70 for new, for new gen or has it gone up to 80 for y'all? Uh, 70 80 It depends on the game and like if you can get it from like the US it's not bad but if you has to come through Canada like a Canadian retailer yeah it's still pretty bad okay okay and how um how is your french by the way uh you know we have to learn french uh from grade school here in Canada but uh it's bad <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool i just wanted to know i didn't know what what part of canada you guys are from or just like your i know it's like it's big and people always think that canada is small i know that's like a running joke but yeah yeah Okay. All right. So here's an, here's a good one. A game that's so bad but so good. Oof. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> uh. Okay. This is gonna sound weird, but the PlayStation Move. You know, they had kind of crappy video games, but Sports Champion. It's one of their like VR or their Move workout games. 
it's so bad, but I spent so many hours into it. It's kind of shameful. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I'd never heard of it, by the way. So yeah, it's don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Save yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Favorite male video game character? Kiryu Kazama from Yakuza. Okay. Is it the, the like the newer one, like the Like a Dragon? No, the original Yakuza series. He is just, mm. I mean, in the older games, he's like 50 and still buff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> How do you look that good? Okay. Okay. So I, I'm noticing a, uh, a pattern where you like, <laughs> you like to simp. Is that, is that what it is? I just, some characters you just gotta love. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. How, how, let's hear your taste in music here. What are your favorite original soundtracks? Oof. Uh, first one I'm going to say is the Streets of Rage 1 soundtrack. That one's still classic to me. Ooh, the Dragon Age Inquisition. I like the tavern music. I will put that on and just get down to tavern music all the time. And same with like Black Flag uh, shanty music. Mm. Yeah, it's been a popular trend as of late. Uh, the sea, sh- the sea shanty TikToks as of late. Heck yeah, I love Tik. I spend too much time on TikTok, and I see so many people doing the shanty thing. I'm like, oh, this is like early two thousands again. Yay! <laughs> uh, I would say Parappa the Rapper is another one because that was fire back when I was a child. Because I am a young one. And uh, the last one I think would be Mass Effect Andromeda, the ca- cabin music uh, soundtrack. It's like pretty banging good wow. mix of uh, deep space music and like beats and all that yeah i didn't know andromeda had something good going going on with it to tell you the truth my heart <laughs> <laughs> uh okay all right a game that not not enough people talk about uh binary domain it's a sega game it came out like two weeks before mass effect 3 and it died horrible death but it's so oh, good wow. I think I own that game because it might have been like one of those free games on PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold because I know that title. Like, I know of it. But, yeah, I my, my, my games library is just ridiculously so big that I have to keep an Excel spreadsheet so I know what I have. Jeez, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I consider myself more of a collector than a gamer. That's how I, that's how I justify it. Uh, so many games that I don't, that I own but have never played before. There's nothing wrong um, with that. <laughs> um all right here we go favorite game as a kid Ooh, uh this is a favorite game as a kid and also a game that destroyed my soul because my cousin would never let me win is street fighter 2 nice that's a good pick he never let me win he destroyed my soul (laughs) oh man i i uh I've actually was that guy that would always win it in Street Fighter. Actually, no. As a kid, I would I would always lose and stuff. Like, but now growing up, as I became a teenager and stuff, I still I'm I'm really good at the game. And uh, one time, I actually was playing against like the computer uh, on Street Fighter Two, and then I punched the TV because I got my guy raged as a as a five year old, and then Boy. I left a dent in the TV. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Are you uh, okay now? You don't do that now? Oh no no no. Okay. No, I, that's I after after you turn thirty, you just sort of mature out of it. <laughs> but in your but in my twenties, I did rage a lot. Um, okay, what's your five of your favorite video games of all time? Oof. Okay, uh, the Arkham series. I'm gonna wrap that into one. Okay. Uh, Mass Effect Two. Okay. Persona Four. The Assassin's Creed series. I know that's cheating, wrapping all that into one, but they're all so good. And Bioshock Infinite. 
Really? Infinite? Okay. okay. That's that's an interesting choice. Most people don't say infinite. It's just okay. something so kind of spooky about the being in broad daylight, yet something darker is going on that really gets me. And then the twists at the end, no spoilers, go play it. It's like really cheap all the time. It's so good. <laughs> What's it called? I'm surprised that like Persona 5 didn't like just kick out Persona 4 out of, out of the list for you. Still haven't played it because I'm waiting for it on PC. I had oh, it on console, sense. but I refuse to spend that much time if I know I'm going to play it on PC. Okay. Uh, a game or series that you've never been interested in? Mm, Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Okay. A game that never gets old? Spider-Man 3 on the PS2. Spider-Man 3. Okay, that's an interesting pick. I would. Why, why not Sp- Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2 is just a little janky janky, but Spider-Man 3 on the PS2, because then you could switch to your symbiote suit, it's just, it just beautiful. And on the PS2, because the Xbox 360 one was janky too. But PS2, and was the PS3 one janky as well? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, wow, I did not know that. I honestly thought, I, I, I always thought that the... If I were to own the game, I would go out of go out of my way to get the PS3 version of the game, not the PS2 version, uh, because especially back in that day, you know, whenever you would get like a like a, a PS2 version of a game, it's always been like like the crappier like version and stuff of whenever they're like dual released on both platforms. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Here here's a good one. A game that everyone should play at least once. Ooh! Wow! Ooh! You know what? Since it's almost right around the corner uh final fantasy 7 either the remake or the original that's a good one that's, Game that's of a, i think uh, i i uh, i've only played like the demo for final fantasy 7 but that's, <gasps> i've uh, i'm not a final fantasy person but we that's like a huge like miss but i own final fantasy 7 like on ps1 uh, in my collection and i have the remake as well i bought it on sale because it was on digital sale for like 30 bucks for me, which is on sale this week, by the way, spoilers for later on in the show. Um, (laughs) Here's an, here, uh, okay. I think this one, actually, no, that's not going to be the last one. All right. A game, a game that you really should have played by now, but haven't. Ooh, Resident Evil 4. (laughs) That's one of, uh, that's uh, one of Dan's favorite games. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) A game that truly scared the shit out of you. Oh, Eternal Darkness back in the GameCube era. I know that one. Yeah, it does that thing where like it pretends to turn off the TV and then it pretends to delete your save and yep. yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Um, I want to play that game. I have it. <laughs> Pretty much, if you say any game of worth of worth mentioning, I probably have it. True. <laughs> um, all right, and let's let's make this the last one. Let's end on a good note here. A game that has had a lasting impression on you. Hmm. I'm gonna go with a recent title because I could give hundreds of old titles that people probably haven't heard of but uh state of mind it has Geralt's voice actor in it and just the story and the way it unfolded kind of stuck with me and I I streamed it and I cried at the end because you make a you have to make a choice and it hurts no matter what you just got to choose the one that doesn't hurt as much okay all right uh state of mind I know why have I not heard of that is what I want to know let me see this I don't know it was on Game right, Pass for a very long time. Interesting stuff. I have never seen this box art before. I really don't know what this is. I, it came out in 2018, as of all things, as well. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to add that to my uh, my list. Please do. Okay. <laughs> well, you, uh, Hugger, it seems like you made it through the ringer here because that was uh, you. 
you pretty much uh, passed with flying colors. It also helped that I that I uh, <laughs> I prepped you with these questions as well. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the next the next segment. the games we're playing so i actually uh playing i often don't play new stuff uh very often because i'm always busy but i actually made time and uh, actually went out of my way to play the the release of mario 3d world plus bowser's fury not so much mario 3d world because i actually haven't didn't touch that mode because i've already i beat that game a long time ago in the wii u days um but I actually basically in my mind I was like I spent sixty dollars just for Bowser's Fury because that's really that's what I uh, was interested in and so far I'm actually uh, not disappointed. It was really good. Like um, the game does a good job of sort of like uh, getting you going and stuff. It's uh, you get just thrown into this open world and then you're just off to the races. You need to start collecting these cat cat shine sprite things or whatever they're called, and then you get to you need to collect five of them to get your first uh, uh, Gigantamax Cat Mario form to fight Bowser. It's really awesome. Uh, there's um, the the graphics look hella dope. They're they are on point. Um, um, I, it's so awesome just riding around in the water with Plessy, and uh, he's very conveniently just sort of like following you and swimming under the water and just you know, showing up in front of your face whenever he needs you, you need to start like going from island to island. Uh, the puzzles are very cool because they're, they're hiding the, there's two, there's two sprites per island. You have to, there's one that's already completed and you can just pick it up. And then there's, there's uh, another one, but it's scattered in five bits and pieces in the island. And then they, uh, they hide it. So it's like a little puzzle, like a diorama, like uh, Captain Toad-like puzzle where you're, you're spinning the camera around, you're using the right stick and you're trying to find the, where they hit him and, they make a little uh, like courses out of it, basically, and uh, I think the game is really fun for me. It's awesome, uh, you know, doing the thing. And um, I'm a little uh, the timer for when when uh, when Bowser shows up is a little weird because it sometimes it feels short, sometimes it feels like it's taking forever. But all, all in all, I think it's um, I think it's a good addition. I, I I really do like the game. Okay, might have okay. to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's it called? Uh, I don't really know what else to say other than I mean I'm only an hour in, and I, from my understanding, it seems to be like only six hours in total. Uh, but um, hopefully, I'm just gonna take my time with it and be a, a super completionist about it, and hopefully, I can just milk it dry. Um, so, <laughs> so Hugger, what have you uh, what have you been playing? I've been playing an ungodly amount of Red Dead Redemption Two online. So I stopped playing the single player story. Because I, I, I know the story, I know what's going to happen, and I wasn't like, I'm not eager to get rid of Arthur yet, so I'm like, let me play the online, because I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption 1's online, and it's got me hooked. I don't know why, it's not overly great, they're putting in, they just put in some new solo missions uh, that you can do to get gold and stuff, and then they have the dailies that you can come and do to get gold, and I just unlocked my Moonshiner's Cabin, and... I don't know why I can't stop putting it down. At 11 o'clock when the servers reset in uh, the wherever the servers they are, I'm pretty sure it's LA, I'm back in and I'm doing my thing and getting my gold and I just can't stop playing. I honestly don't know why. Do you have a posse? No, I'm completely solo right now because nobody plays on PC that I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, wow, okay, because like, I figured like, wouldn't you be like, what do you call it, uh, at a disadvantage when you're, you know, you're you're uh, a, wolf, a lone wolf, you know, like you would think there are other people could just come and just like sort of wreck shop on you. 
I, I like the way that they do the online here compared to like GTA 5 is I play defensively and low host hostility so I'm usually in servers with people who are just looking to trade their goods to search to take photos and not usually in the rooms where people are doing the shenanigans although there has been an influx of cheaters since the uh, online became standalone and that's been annoying Oh my gosh, I didn't know I didn't even know that Red Dead had a standalone online. Is it like free to play? No, it's uh 30 bucks, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, those cheaters um, need to get out though because I got beat to death by a two-headed skeleton. So <laughs> Okay. Um is the uh, is the single player campaign in in Red Dead like is it like like Witcher 3 levels of like it's going to take you 200 hours to beat the game or is it like you can just sort of like mainline it as quickly as you want? Oh, you can definitely mainline it as quickly as you want. I mean, like everything, it pays to do those side missions and it pays to explore the world because there's a whole bunch of like, you know, rock star hidden things around the world, but you can do it as fast as you want. I just think it's compared to Witcher, a little more emotional because grown people was telling me at the end when they got to what happens at the end, if you know, you know, not going to spoil it for anybody, they cried because it's so emotional and you spent so much time with these characters and it all kind of falls apart and i'm like okay i don't want to cry today so i'm gonna wait and not do that right now okay wow i i feel like i'm missing out because i have i have not played uh red dead at all like should i go out of my way to to play it like one first then two or just go straight to two mm, see they both interlock together You'll pl if you play one first, you'll see a lot of things that happened in two that will make sense. But I think you can play two first and then go to one. It really depends on what you want to do. And one, even though it's kind of like visually dated, still holds up with the story. Well, plus I would I would I would imagine that it's uh, the Xbox Series X would play one very well because it got optimized for the xbox one x and it's got like those 4k textures and stuff so yeah it true. almost makes it it almost brings it up to current gen standards i would imagine yeah i think so and it has one of the best dlcs at least i think is the undead nightmare dlc yeah, yeah. which is also a standalone game oh okay all right all right let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and move on to the battle bus Yes, uh, I don't. I don't. I my understanding is that you're not much of a Fortnite fan, or like you don't. You're not into that scene, are you? Definitely not. But I'm not one that's gonna bash people that like it. You like what you like. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to give some quick, uh, quick highlights. I'm not gonna uh, linger too much on this segment here. Um, bit of old news. I got DC's The Flash like a couple weeks ago, and I completely forgot to mention it. So just saying. The Flash was in Fortnite. Uh, the bigger news story was that Ryu and Chun Li they got um, you know brought into the Fortnite universe, and uh, I got the skins. And I just wanted to say that Jesus Christ, they got the they got the models wrong. Like I don't know, like their faces, like <laughs> Chun Li's face is so weird looking, and it's Thank like I, it's it's like they it's like they got professional cosplayers to dress up as Ryu and Chun Li, and then they modeled them like. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's terrible. That's what I thought uh, when I saw it. Because I'm like, no way is that Chung Lee. No way. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, the loading screen that came with them, like uh, Ryu's face is so weird because he's smiling. His teeth are just like the <laughs> stuff of nightmares. Like, oh my God. 
but anyways, um, kudos to them for for doing the uh, the uh, alternate skins. That those are actually pretty cool. They also did like the sound effects, like the Shoryuken, and um, they did um, their glider is like a like a the glider is a E Honda that is like a balloon. It's like it's kind of it's kind of cool, and he makes the 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 noise when he's doing like his special move and stuff. So, uh, props to them, but they should have really like fine tuned that model. And I would I would uh, even encourage them to patch the models as well uh, post launch. Um, the other thing was is that the March uh, exclusive skin had, was revealed, and I'm very happy that I hate it because I dropped my subscription, and I don't I think it's a terrible value proposition. And as long as the skins, uh, the exclusive skins, continue to be bad, I'll be happy because that way I don't have to pay ten dollars for it. Um, <laughs> and lastly, this is just this just in: the Xenomorph and Ridley from the Alien franchise have been added. I have not gotten them yet, but I will be getting them this weekend. Um, they just don't stop. And I mean, having the Xenomorph makes sense because Predator's already in the game. So that one was like uh, a no-duh. But it's awesome that two badass females in Ridley and Sarah Connor are in the game together. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, I guess you didn't know about the uh, Xenomorph thing, huh? No, like I I'm, don't play it, but I am always amazed by what Fortnite, like the collaborations they do. Because... Chung Lee, Ryu, really? Did you, anybody ever think that would come? I know, right? I keep saying that, like, it's like Fortnite is basically, like, it makes Smash Brothers looks, like, very, uh, I don't know, like, it like it makes it look very unambitious by comparison, because, like, um, Smash Brothers limits itself to video game characters, and Fortnite is, like, we're everything. It's like, we're Marvel, we're DC, we're John Wick, <laughs> we're Travis Scott, you know, it's like ev- anyone and anything can be in Fortnite. And it's crazy that like, you can have matches where like, uh, uh, um, I don't know, let me think here, someone like, um, like John Wick is, uh, is, is shooting Chun-Li or something like that. I don't know, like it just, <sighs> anyways, let's go ahead and move on. Top news. So we actually have a bit of a, a, a beefy news shows here um, in the works here because State of Play just happened today. And I guess we're going to go ahead and lead off with that because uh, the the PlayStation 5 State of Play happened and this was reported by CNET. And it's just basically like a rundown of all their announcements and all the trailers and stuff. So I just wanted to just get your, your general thoughts here. Um, were you hyped for this? What were your hype levels going into it? And did it deliver? Uh, was not hyped. Uh most of the, uh, we covered a lot of these shows at level one and it honestly feels like a lot of this could have been done in a tweet or not a video but what they showed was impressive and it did bring certain like i was it was nice to see certain games come up and certain new titles that i didn't think would be there be there and it delivered in some ways and then kind of like i had other things to do at this time instead of this <laughs> What's it called? Um, you know, I I even watched you guys talk about it on the on the Double XP podcast, and you were talking about the leak, and basically that leak was ended up proving true because you're talking. They said like Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy remake, um, the uh, was it Kenna Bridge of Spirits? I think that was all like all per, uh, previously confirmed or whatever, and it, 
the like the big surprise for me was like was Shifu was that looked interesting also or uh Sifu excuse me and then the other one was that Knockout City I'm I'm like I didn't know that it was going to be a multi-plat game because it was announced at last week's Nintendo Direct and so I thought it was a Switch exclusive especially with its art style looking very Nintendo friendly and it's it's surprising to know that it's going to be not only on Nintendo but also on PlayStation and it's going to be crossplay so that was interesting yeah I mean, Solar Ash looked good. I, I'm a fan of uh, the Odd World series. We knew Final Fantasy. We would get some trailers. What blows my mind is people were like mad about Horizon, and I'm like, we ain't gonna see Horizon for a very long time. <laughs> that game's still in the uh, oven. She cooking. Most people are like being very like uh, um, overly optimi- uh, optimistic because I-, I would imagine like fans are wanting this to be like a summer, like June game kind of situation. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I think Dan might have predicted that as well. Like, I don't know. I, I can't remember. But I for me, it just seems like a holiday title, which I don't think... Uh, I think Dan was, like, saying, no, if it's if if God of War is actually coming out this, this year, then God of War would be the holiday title. So this, therefore, um, uh, Horizon needs to come out sooner, which I guess, yeah, whatever. Um, I guess... But overall, though, I think this one was, uh, you're right, uh, the conclusion you guys said before it even happened is like, this could have been an email. And um, it was definitely underwhelming. And um, the visuals did look pretty good. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I did watch it on the the high quality stream version of it. And I think Crash Bandicoot 4 looked pretty. uh, But I don't know, like, it's just... Uh, the fact that I still haven't been able to uh, get a PlayStation 5 only makes things worse for me. I don't know. Just there's <laughs> uh, maybe maybe uh, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sony will release the PlayStation 5 one day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in other news, uh, speaking of PlayStation, actually the first three uh, the first three items on the list are PlayStation related, and uh, this one's a, a bigger one or, or a bit of a big deal, I guess. I'd imagine. Don't know, but uh, it's, uh, this comes from Polygon. It's been confirmed that Days Gone come, is coming to PC this spring, and there's going to be more PlayStation ports on the way. Uh, so there's going to be a whole slate of other SIE games coming to PC, says CEO Jim Ryan. So let me just go ahead and uh, give you a quick, a quick rundown on this article. So uh, in an interview with uh, GQ, CEO Jim Ryan uh, said that there's going to be a whole slate of PlayStation games that are coming to PC, and the biker fantasy zombie adventure will be available on PC this spring, uh, Ryan said. Sony's Ben Studio makers of the game confirmed the port on Twitter on Tuesday morning. Uh, once console only, Sony has, uh, over the past year, made its uh, made more of its first-party PlayStation games available on PC. Horizon Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn went to PC in early 2020, followed by Death Stranding later that summer. Rumors uh, last spring called for Days Gone, uh, Bloodborne, and Uncharted in Nathan Drake collection to get the same treatment, although a Sony represent, uh, representative denied them at the time. So Days Gone, published in the spring of 2019, was the first console game by Ben Studio since 2007 Siphon Filter, <laughs> Logan's Shadow for the PlayStation 2, though they had worked on several other projects, uh, handheld projects, mainly uh, the uh, Uncharted Vita game. So Days Gone had received mixed reviews at launch with most uh, of the disappointment uh, leveled, uh, levied, 
leveled at its rep repetitive game loop. Still, the game has developed a following in the two years since, and it's part of the 20 games uh, the PlayStation Plus collection offered to PS5 owners with a PS uh, Plus subscription. So... I'm not going to lie. I don't really care about this. I mean, I didn't really, uh, I don't own the game. I didn't buy it. And I'm only going to play it when I do get a PS5, when I get to the PlayStation Plus collection. But generally speaking, I am, uh, I'm kind of like with you guys as far as like who cares and stuff. Like the better side of me is like, you know, who cares if other people get to play it on other devices. But I am, a, I'm going to call myself out and out myself and say that I am a bitch and I do like to say my toys. <laughs> which is but i'm not going to complain about it on twitter or be like a fucking raging nerd about it i'm just going to keep that to myself obviously <laughs> well keep it to yourself no i'm kidding <laughs> it's not a big issue like these companies uh, we got to stop thinking with our emotions as gamers sometimes and start realizing they don't care they want all the money not a little bit of the money like if a notorious studio atlas finally caved and put Catherine Persona 4 and Persona 5 Striker on PC, we know that Sony's going to look at this and be like, yes. Like, the Horizon uh, port wasn't great, but it is now. But if they're going to take their time and bring these games legally, because, I mean, these games are already on PC illegally, but legally to, con to PC, they don't care. They just want money. I, I just, I just want to know, like... I would have, I, I can imagine like a situation with like Days Gone makes sense because I would think that it maybe didn't sell well, but like something like Horizon Zero Dawn kind of doesn't make sense because I would imagine that it was not only critically successful, but financially successful. So why even bother, right? Or no, am I, or am I like, is my arithmetic wrong on that one? I mean, it's a why even bother because the game is, it came out, what, two years after the game already came out? The there was a yeah. collector's edition already out or a complete edition. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. It doesn't make sense in like, why would you do that? But it also makes sense to breathe life and maybe some more funding into the game and get people excited for the second game. Maybe they'll, they put it out and get it excited and they're like, oh, now that they're excited, they have a taste for Horizon. They have a taste for God of War. They'll go buy a PS5 because that's when it'll be about. Ah, because the sequels and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Uh, it's okay. just a theory. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, bean counters have uh, have um, you know put that out there into the into the boardroom meetings and stuff, or the Zoom meetings at this point. Um, <laughs> You're right. The next there. one, the next one up is comes from the PlayStation blog itself. So we're going straight from the uh, straight to the source here. Uh, this was a, a a blog post here. It starts off with saying. More than four years ago, we launched PlayStation VR to offer a transformative new way to play games on PS4, providing a much stronger sense of presence and deeper immersion to players compared with traditional games. In that time, we've seen tremendous experiences that have propelled virtual reality gaming forward, including highly acclaimed titles like Astrobot, Rescue Mission, Tetris Effect, Blood and Truth, Moss, Beat Saber, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. We've also enhanced the experience for some PSVR titles when played on PS4 Pro and PlayStation 5. Today, I'm pleased to share that our next generation VR system will be coming to PlayStation 5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. Players will feel an even greater sense of presence and become even more immersed in their game worlds once they put on the new headset. 
we're continuing to innovate with our new VR system so that our fans can continue to enjoy these unique, the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR on, PS, on PS4 to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. It will connect to PS5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. One of the innovations we're excited about is the new VR controller, which will incorporate some of its key, some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. That's just one of the examples of future-proof technology we're developing to match our vision for a whole new generation of VR games and experiences. There's still a lot of development underway for our new VR system, so it won't be launching in 2021, but we wanted to provide this early update to our fans as the development com community has started to work on creating new worlds for you to explore in virtual reality. So that was uh, my best uh, PR read there as well. Um, I just got to say that I am... Um, I'm, this is like one of those like, well, no shit news because like, I feel like anybody could have called this a mile away because like, of course there was going to be a, a PSVR 2. I would, I would have uh, bet money on it. But my, uh, my own hiccup with this is that it's going to be a cord setup, that it's going to plug directly into the PS5 uh, via uh, one cable, which is less than what it is now, obviously. But I am, I am, uh, I, I kind of want to say that I, I feel like that's like not good enough. I I want a wireless uh, setup. Uh, I think that's like the better go-to. I, I think people like uh, companies like Oculus have already done that as well. Like, um, I don't know. What do you think? Am I or am I just expecting too much? I think your your expectations are fair, but I also think that PlayStation, as much as they want to put you know the VR first, a lot of people don't play VR. I can't. I get way too motion sick, and they. The, the equipment is expensive and to make it reasonable priced they can't have a good wireless thing that's going to last you know four or five hours or maybe more so a wired i can see it's not great but <laughs> in six months they'll release the wireless one watch and it'll oh, be God. 10 times more expensive <laughs> oh wow that's interesting well i'm i'm also uh i'm happy with the increase in resolution because like the uh there definitely is like a little bit of a screen door effect happening when you can see like the pixels and stuff so obviously having more pixels per eye is going to be a, a good thing to help uh with the immersion and also uh the field of view um it is definitely lacking in the um in the current PSVR because it it almost kind of feels like you're looking at a circle in front of you so you don't really have much peripheral vision and stuff it's like you can only see what's directly in front of you so if you increase it and expand it then it's going to help make it so you are feeling like you're in the matrix um there was like this the first time I played like PSVR and stuff like I played it for like a good couple of hours and stuff and then when coming out of the uh, headset it almost kind of made me question reality because it, it was like my hands were in front of my face and I was using it to turn off the lights and stuff and it just felt very weird and I feel like uh, I would like to have that that um, sensation again uh, on the, on the newer on newer VR of course and. Uh, the my the, all, my whole reason why I was like very disappointed with the cord is like sometimes you sort of like get like you trip on it a little bit, um, but most times I play seated anyways. But it's just a pain, and I really wish that they really went in on the the um, you know making it wireless because I feel like if you're gonna call it like next gen, you really need to like you know hit hit home on that. Yeah, exactly. 
But hopefully, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly doubt there's going to be two VR systems on the PlayStation 5. If there's going to be a wireless VR, it's probably going to be a, uh, a PS6. My bet, though. Maybe. Okay. All right. So, Hugger, I know you're not very uh, uh, familiar with like the Smash Brothers scene, but this is a, a Smash story that hits close to home that I needed to, uh, to pull up here. Uh, this comes from Dot Esports, and it's and it reads: Nairo plans to return to streaming following legal agreement in Captain Zack allegations. So Nairo was like the number, like he was one of the top five best players in Smash Ultimate in the world. I think he might have been ranked number two or three. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't remember where he ranked, but basically he got outed um, as a potential like um, a, a sexual predator, like possible pedophile. And he got ousted out of the community back last summer because a player by the name of Captain Zack, he uh, pointed the finger at him. But then finally, there was some legal stuff happening. Um, Nairo said that it was actually Captain Zack who who was uh, who sexually assaulted him. And um, after clearing it up with the lawyers, uh, Nairo finally put up a YouTube video called On Moving Forward. And he announced that he will be returning to uh, live streaming uh, following the resolution of whatever legal agreement that happened uh, between Captain Zack and Nairo. So I, I just want to say, like, what are your thoughts on uh, on this particular situation and your thoughts on, like, getting canceled um, on allegations and allegations alone, I guess, because nothing was ever proven factually until now his career is sort of coming back because now we figured out who was the liar kind of thing yeah the there's a difference between being canceled for something you said like gina carano when she made those statements and now she got fired by disney and then there's cancellation on allegations with or like uh if you are part of the wider youtube community the drama get in with tati westbrook james uh charles and all that there was no actual facts put forward that is not okay you people need to stop making these allegations if for fun sake or whatever sake if it's a situation like ryan haywood where there's proof that he did these things he needs to be removed from any type of platform where he could have access to any single person ever but if it's an allegation where both people are look or the accuser is looking a little sketchy you gotta dig a little deeper you can't just cancel somebody because maybe you don't like them. You gotta. You can't ruin people's lives based on an allegation. You can't do that. Of course, yeah. Um, that one was really hard because, like, I actually uh, the the thing about the the situation is like it was a whole like media storm that happened because like everyone was getting canceled left and right. Like so many people's careers were ruined. He was like one of many that that happened within a week of each other. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I I I um I was like looking at my phone and I, I met him in real life at a convention at a smash uh, tournament. And, um, like I was like looking at it, I was like, man, I think I should delete this photo because it was like, I didn't, I think I was believing that like, Oh my God, like once it's said, it's, it's it. And, um, you know, when I saw the YouTube video of him talking about it and seeing him like look oh defeated, like, um, this is the one where he's like, he's making his comeback, by the way, he, he wasn't in good spirits. He doesn't look like he's like very well, like kept and stuff. Like he's not, he doesn't look like he's taking care of himself, his energy, the way he speaks. Like it was like, um, it, it, it almost, it ruined him. Like mm -hmm. it, it like changes you. So once you're like, once you got that scarlet letter on you, it just, you're, 
you're not it's not easy to move move forward even if you can like go in and legally prove and, and everything and say you know it wasn't me and everything the court of public opinion isn't gonna like follow the news story and like remember they're just gonna remember the allegations and then move on and that kind of sucks yeah i feel so bad for this guy i mean he he says he's gonna go back to streaming but i think it'll be maybe a couple months before he's like i can't do this because people are just yeah like you said they're just gonna follow the news story and just come in and brand him a certain thing and it's going to destroy his mental health and he needs to take care of his mental health before anything else absolutely and hopefully uh he's been he said in his uh, video he's been going to therapy and he says that it's been helping so uh, wishing him the best as well um and don't know when he'll be returning he did get his his twitch account deleted by twitch because of the allegations so i'm going to assume that he's going to be streaming on youtube is my assumption so Okay. All right. So from we're going to go from uh, from bad news to some more bad news because uh, <laughs> this one might hit close home to you, close home for you, uh, Hugger, but uh, there's not going to be an Anthem next. My heart. So <laughs> uh, this comes from Polygon. Anthem redesign canceled at BioWare, uh, BioWare and EA and work on Anthem next. So BioWare and publisher Electronic Arts are giving up on Anthem. The planned overhaul of the 2019 game, referred to as Anthem Next or Anthem 2.0, is coming to an end. BioWare said in an update on the status of Anthem. The studio will continue to run the current live service for Anthem. Quote, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we wanted to share that we've made the difficult decision to stop our new development work on Anthem, a.k.a. Anthem Next. Bioware executive producer Christian Daly said in a, in a post on the Bioware blog, quote, we will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today. Daly noted that the COVID-19 pandemic and work from, work from home orders, quote, had an impact on our productivity. Quote, I know this will be disappointing uh, to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on, Daly said. It also, uh, it's also disappointing for the team who's, who are doing brilliant work. And for me personally, Anthem is brought to me to, um, Anthem is what brought me to Bioware and the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career. Game development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to laser our focus, uh, laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay, uh, I'm going to stop there. And I just got to ask you, um, I believe you are uh, an unknown Anthem fan. Is that right? Yeah, the only one probably at level one. <laughs> <laughs> so how does this news hit you? First off, were you are you shocked? Are you surprised? Or are you like, uh, what? How are you feeling? Is this is this a good? Does this feel good <laughs> to you? Or like, I I want to know. Like, uh, uh, it's not great, I will admit. But it's also I would be an idiot to think that EA wouldn't cancel the Anthem next. It is okay. nice that they're keeping on with the live service. Um, before they eventually shut down the servers, which my, my, I'm, I'm going to come out and bet, say that by this time next year, there's not going to be a server for the game. I think the community will do what they do and they'll put their own servers up. I mean, uh, City of Heroes came back. Somebody's privately okay. running that. So that's true. Okay, that's good. That's good. But I'm not surprised at all. I'm sad because it happened. But I mean, Paragon was a thing. Got shut down for Fortnite. Gigantic was a thing. 
like it's not the first game I've seen fall, but I thought it would pull like a, a ESO or a Final Fantasy Realm Reborn and come back to us, but I guess that's not happening. You know, with uh, No Man's Sky, when No Man's Sky next happened, I believe that's the one, the when it got re re uh, like the the big massive patch or whatever. Yeah. If if No Man's Sky can come back after a terrible botch launch, any game can come back. Yes. Um, they just needed to put the time and resources into making it happen. I think uh, Anthem. Most people wrote off Anthem and stuff, and uh, even though I never, I never, you know, bought the game and never supported the game or anything like that, I was not um, gonna say that it's never, never say never, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not surprised because we, you know, when we we kind of know what what EA's how much EA is all about their bottom line, which you know, to any company, that's that's a no brainer. But I feel like there there was like a tweet that um that dan put out there and i didn't know how to answer it so i just said yes and no and moved on but dan put out a tweet that like our our gamers too entitled you know so like it doesn't i put yeah i put yes and no and then like i didn't want to elaborate further but i feel like you know if 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 you're if people are going to buy this game then they are entitled to a product that was promised and i feel like this mar- the marketing of this game when it first came out in 2019 was definitely overpromised and underdelivered. So I, I I still think that even though they're canceling their their plans for their their the re the redo or whatever, that they were I I want to say that gamers should have been owed that you know. I'm I don't know. holding out faith that they're still gonna do the roadmap that was originally planned before the cancellation because there's already stuff that's in the game like they have time trials now they have all new random world events that you can do there's new difficulty stuff that you can do inside the missions so i'm holding out faith that they keep doing that because i am in the discord i am on the subreddit the community is alive and thriving we're not we're not happy it happened but we're also not surprised but i don't know what this announcement means for anthem I do know some people are looking at now Dragon Age and going, well, Dragon Age, the multiplayer has been taken out of uh, the next game. And I'm like, yeah, Inquisition had a multiplayer and it sucked. That's why it's not in the next game. Inquisition multiplayer is awful. I'm sorry if anybody plays it. That's like four people I've ever encountered on there, but it sucks. Don't blame mm. Anthem for that. Yeah. I asked you if you were feeling happy, by the way, not like not like facetiously, by the way. I was asking you like, I was asking you in the sense of, does it feel like a, like a, like a weight was lifted off your shoulders kind of feeling like that's what I was thinking like oh yes. that means you no longer have to be uh shackled to this game I guess I don't know it, just throwing yeah, that out it does there. feel better because now I'm not waiting for news yeah you're right I just <laughs> and as <laughs> a fan relief. of Dragon Age and Mass Effect I am excited to see that the team will get to refocus on the games and hopefully we'll see some new things with the Mass Effect and Dragon Age games that I am here for and the Star Wars game I love the Star Wars game I don't know if you've played it it's pretty banging, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I can hope for is Bioware has a return to form. Okay, before I say my next thing here, I just wanted to say that I probably should have said this earlier, but um, full disclosure: the co-host of the regular the regular co-host of the show is Dan. He actually is an employee of EA, but since he missed this week, he has nothing. He's not saying anything, and our opinions are strictly our own, and we don't have any insider information. I gotta just throw that out there, uh, and I, neither does Dan, because Dan does not work for Bioware. Um, but uh, so 
I'm actually kind of glad that uh, Dan missed this week now that I, now that this is a news item because we probably wouldn't have been able to go in on this topic. Um, but the thing that I wanted to say, um, and this is why I gave the disclosure, is because I almost kind of want to call bullshit on Bioware right now. Um, the thing that happened with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is that, oh, we were pulling people away to work on Anthem right like that was a whole like development hell delay thing that was happening with like okay we need to like shift focus to anthem but now they're doing the exact same thing where like oh we can't work on anthem because we need to work on um the next mass effect and the next dragon age and who's to say that those projects aren't you know you know having development hell right now either and the fact that it, it almost kind of i get that from the outside looking in my perspective is that the people at bioware are like chickens running running around like chickens with their heads cut off as i don't know does it or do or am i reading too much into this what do you think i mean i talked about this last night when we, we talked about this on uh 2xp is they had uh, bioware montreal make Mass Effect Andromeda. Bioware Montreal was the support studio. They made Leviathan. Uh, they made all the Mass Effect DLCs. They were never equipped to handle a full game, and they gave them a full game. And what they that team came out with, I've come to love Andromeda. It's it's janky, but it's some of the best combat in the the series. Whatever, love it. And they shut Mass Effect, or Bioware Montreal down. Now, if Bioware Montreal was still open, I bet they could have handled the Anthem stuff. But I I'm kind of with you. I call baloney because I don't believe that you don't have the manpower, especially because Bioware Edmonton is is where I live. I know the Bioware team. They're struggling, but they're not that bogged down that they couldn't have done Anthem, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age at the same time. Considering they they run Neverwinter, they do the Star Wars game, and they have another game, I think, that is the like an MMO always online, that they, they could have done it. And I think it's EA's call and I think it's a bit of Bioware's mismanagement. Well, I think it was mismanagement with signing to EA in the first place. But mm. there's something r wrong there, and I agree with you. Okay. All right. And the last uh, major news story to cover is coming from IGN. It's about a Chicago la lawmaker proposing a bill to ban the sale of violent video games like GTA V. So uh, <laughs> the ban will forbid the sale of violent video games outright. Uh, so carjackings are on the rise in Chicago. And as a result, one local lawmaker is proposing a bill that could potentially ban the sale of violent video games in the city altogether. As reported by the Chicago Sun-Times, Democratic Representative Marcus Evans Jr. has introduced a bill that will amend the city's 2012 law that prevents the sale of violent video games to minors to be expanded to a full ban. HB 3531 will take a ban that applies to only the people under the age of 18 and expand it wholesale. According to the summary, HB 3531, quote, amends the violent video game laws in the criminal code of 2012, changes, pro changes provisions that restrict the sale or rental of vi violent video games to minors to prohibit the sale of all violent video games. As part of the growing concern over the increased rate of carjackings in the city, the lawmaker is proposing a ban on games like Grand Theft Auto 5, or just Grand Theft Auto. 
So in a statement to IGN, the Electronic Software Association disagreed with the proposed bill saying that while, while our industry understands and shares the concern about what has been happening in Chicago, there's simply no evidence of a link between interactive entertainment and real, real world violence. We believe that the solution to this complex problems resides in examining thoroughly the adult factors that drive such behaviors rather than an erroneously ascribing blame to violent video games based solely on upon speculation so this has got to be filing or what the fuck right <laughs> yeah basically oh my god um <laughs> i just want to say that there has been many many studies that constantly keep on being published uh throughout that doesn't uh, that doesn't link any uh violent video games to to uh, actual real world violence and stuff like there's been like st uh, studies about regression and all these other stuff and Really, it's not, it's not a thing. But uh, I really, it really just sucks that it feels like people who are in Congress or senators are just old people that are out of touch, and we need more people like, uh, uh, like, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. AOC. Yes, AOC. Yes, thank you. We need more <laughs> people like her in, in in Congress. Yeah. This is. I mean, this. I had to double check my calendar because I'm like, is this the 1990s again with Mortal Kombat? Like. <laughs> as yes. the ESRB is a thing and if you're worried about kids getting access to them don't sell the games to kids they're marked mature why are parents buying these games for their kids you're trying to solve a social issue with technology and bans that's never going to work out people don't steal cars because they see it in a video game they steal cars because I'm hungry I haven't eaten it's a social issue you just trying to be the I don't know what this guy person woman whatever they're trying to do is but it's not going to gain you any fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. <sighs> Man, I just um, don't really have much more hot takes on that other than just saying you're wrong and good day, sir. That's basically all I got to say. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some extra news. And now we got a couple of headlines here. So let's, uh, let's run through them. Number one. The Nintendo DS Lite had a TV output feature that was discovered by a hacking group, and the group put out a document on how to restore the disabled feature. Number two, Sonic vo uh, former Sonic voice actor Roger Craig Smith reiterated that he left the role on his own accord and that it was, quote, the right thing to do. Number three, Skyward Sword HD sold out on Amazon US and UK, which makes it the number one selling game on the website. In addition, the Zelda Edition Joy-Con are also sold out. Number four, the Smash World Tour is back, but with a different format, format, allowing ultimate online tournaments to function as qualifiers for a 32-person in-person final event, with a melee using a panel of judges to determine the 32 finalists. Number five, Tony Hawk Pro Skater is getting a next-gen re-release for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series on March 26th, and is also heading to the Nintendo Switch later in 2021. Number six, Gran Turismo 7 is delayed to 2022, citing COVID-19 impact as the main reason. Number seven, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is delayed indefinitely following the replacement of Hard Suit Labs. And number eight, the Coalition confirmed to be helping with Halo Infinite. Number nine, Wii Sports glitch was discovered that helped speedrun the golf minigame. Number 10, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, February patch was delayed due to a, the cyber attack that happened, which I called it on the article I wrote for Level 1 Gaming, by the way. Uh, number 11, a Pokemon Presents will happen uh, today, February 26th, uh, when this episode drops. And a Sakurai Presents Pyra and Mithra will happen on March 4th, which will announce the release date for Pyra and Mithra. 
Mm. Any of these uh, uh, headlines are, are like, are, do you want to react to anything that you see here? Uh, I'm going to hit number six, the Gran Turismo delay. The fact that the PlayStation 5 dropped without a Gran Turismo game still baffles me because that's always been one of the the launch titles. Like, it is the game to have on there. So for it to be delayed to 2022, which, I mean, I kind of understand because you got to scan, they're going to 3D scan all the cars, but I'm pretty sure they already have all the cars scanned already. I just don't know if COVID is to blame. I don't think Big Rona is out here causing that much of an issue. Uh, number seven, the Vampire Masquerade. That is good and devastating at the same time because uh, if you've played the original, it's a classic. It's a cult classic. It's one of the best monster type games you can have. And yes, the recently uh, reviewed werewolf game set in the same universe, but that game, mm, there's some things wrong with it. But to swap out the whole studio, the whole team, makes me very curious if Bloodlines is going to enter development hell kind of like Beyond Good and Evil, or if it's going to go the way of Scalebound. And I know Fame is going to cry when I say Scalebound. He <laughs> <laughs> misses that game so much. And uh, Cyberpunk, yeah, you called it in your article. I think that Cyberpunk, I'm surprised they didn't announce the delay earlier. Right there and there, yeah. I, Cyberpunk needs some more time in the oven. It needs some time to cook. I haven't even, Dallas Man finished it. I'm like, I'm going to wait. Like, if I have to wait another year, yes, I bought it full price. But if I have to wait another year to play it till it's actually the game I want to play, okay. Because right now it is rough. <laughs> you can't wheelie. Come on, what game can't you wheelie in a bike? <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who bought the Xbox One X uh, edition of Cyberpunk. <laughs> and it can't even run it that well. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, that's like, it's like, what's the most powerful console ever right now at that time? Uh, but yeah, no, I just got to say that um, the Nintendo DS Lite, it's like, it was like the Nintendo Switch before the Nintendo Switch. But honestly, I think it was more of like a development feature um, that I think that was just on the, on, retail units and stuff that they disabled. Uh, my under my bet is that it was just a situation where like you can use it to uh, capture game footage and that's about it. Like that wasn't supposed to be like, it wasn't supposed to be like a Nintendo switch where you sort of just like plug it into your TV or whatever like that. So I think that's really cool though. Um, I think I'm trying to think to myself, the only t way you can play a Nintendo DS on a TV screen was through the Wii U virtual console, which wasn't that many games either, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not surprised. Well, actually, I I am and I'm not a surprise that Skyward Sword um, sold out. Like I know that you know it's very popular, like it's a good series and stuff. But I remember pe some people on the internet were a bit into a tizzy and stuff, like oh it's overpriced or whatever, like that kind of stuff. It's it's not that good a game, and I don't know. I um, know people, especially with Nintendo, they'll latch on to it. It's a bad deal, but here, still take my money. Nintendo doesn't know <laughs> yeah. the definition of sale. I am. I am actually that I'm I'm I fall into that category. No. <laughs> I would be like, fuck you, Nintendo, now take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You really do be yeah. that kind of relationship with the, you and them. I know, it is a very love hate relationship. It's like uh, um but also I'm I'm also kinda happy that the Zelda edition Joy Cons are sold out because I don't wanna I already own like seven pairs of Joy Cons and I don't need more. So I, I sh it's, it's better that I don't have access to it and then, then get tempted. You know um, what? You're right. 
<laughs> also, the Smash World Tour, I just wanted to throw that out there, is that last year it got canceled because of the COVID, uh, since no more in-person tournaments. So I'm glad that they decided to figure out a way to do the format. So uh, so assuming that, you know, you, you, you get it down to 32 people qualifying, or 64, I guess, like 32 for Ultimate, 32 for Melee, it can, you can help, you know, screen and uh, social distance because you can, like, have everyone, like, yeah, you, can you control know, it. set like up. A- yeah, set up in a hotel kind of thing and like isolate them. So that's good. Cause that's what um oh my god, uh, the siege is doing. Oh. Cause they're having their tournament in Paris this year. So wow. They're gonna narrow it down to the top thirty-two and just kind of like section them off and do a little tournament like that. I don't know how that's gonna work out. Oh, <laughs> well, if uh, if NFL can keep on had their whole Super Bowl and everything, uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah, um, the uh, the last thing here I wanted to uh, to touch on is uh, is the fact that the coalition is supporting um, the development on Halo Infinite. Does that does that signify anything good or bad? I I don't think it signifies anything good or bad. Probably more good that they are getting a team that can help them because it was obvious from that initial trailer we saw that they were struggling. They felt confident enough to put that out. And then when people roasted them, they're like, wait, let us go back and sit and think about this. So the fact that they're getting help is uh, pretty nice. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and, and move on. Take this out. So for this week, for Check This Out, since I'm not as good as Dan at finding the dankest of memes, I actually just found uh, just something that can... Um, really help anyone who's interested in like video game preservation because uh, a build uh, for an unreleased Nintendo 64 game has ser- has been put on the web. So for those that don't know, there was a, a game for the GameCube called uh, Star Fox Adventures. It came out. But before that, there was um, it was started off development as a different game called Dinosaur Planet. And Shigeru Miyamoto just said, Make that a Star Fox game because the the character the main character's model sort of already looked like Fox McCloud, so they just sort of changed it up, and that's how you got that's how we got Crystal. So, anyways, um, the uh, the video game uh, preservationist, uh, his name is Forest of Illusion. Uh, that's his Twitter handle. He tweeted out a, 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 a the ROM like a link for the, the for the ROM dump that you can go and get right now, which I actually downloaded it last night as well, just when I was putting this doc together. That I was like, okay, well there I gotta save my save it on my computer, and I already own a flash cart, so I can actually put that ROM into my flash cart and actually play it on the Nintendo 64. You can't really play it on emulators because it says in this article that emulators don't are not good at running it but it should work on actual original Nintendo 64 hardware. And I'm not going to lie, just looking at these screenshots and looking at some of these videos, this was supposed to be like a magnum opus for the N- Nintendo 64 as far as like how how well it can just push the textures and, and character models and stuff like that. Like if you sort of like squint and looking at, look at it from very far away, it almost passes off as a bit of a GameCube title, just even on like some of these on the, the Fox model and stuff like that. So... Um, Number one, uh, Hugger, were you aware of this title even being a, a, something that ever existed? Or, like, what are your thoughts on on this kind of uh, situation? I love when stuff like this happens. Like, when the GoldenEye leak came out, I snapped that up right away. Like, I love when this stuff com- comes out. I didn't know that this was a thing. And you're right, you squinting at it. That's a GameCube game. That's not, that's not an N64 game. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to download it. 
But yeah, I, I love when preservation stuff like this comes out because there's so much just untapped stuff that we didn't know about that whether legally or illegally is being leaked and I'm just here for all of this. Yeah, so apparently it was um it was like on a CD that was owned by a private collector in Sweden. So they had a, they had to buy it off of him and so they ripped the, the 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 data off the CD and just put it out online for everyone. So that's crazy that somebody who was like you know working on this game and developing it and they just sort of kept like a build from December of 2000 and just you know, didn't delete it or scrap it or lose it. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm surprised they didn't just, you know, finish this and stuff like that, but, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, we are seeing now how these companies are canceling games because it's out in the public, but in the early two thousands, we didn't have Twitter. So they were probably doing a lot of this stuff. We just never saw it. <laughs> Perhaps 20 years from now, we'll get the, the unreleased, uh, build of, uh, of, uh, Scalebound. Oh, don't get Fame's hopes up like that. Because he's like, there's somebody <laughs> out there right now playing Scaleboned, oh, a full build of it. Oh. <laughs> there's somebody out there playing a full build of Bayonetta 3, and I'm, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually got the build of a GoldenEye, by the way. I should probably have gotten that. Uh, but, Internet Archive. Yeah. It's still up. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is going to be uh, interesting because uh, we're having our guest take over the show but now it's your turn to i'm gonna hand the show over to you what are you buying oh thank you guys hello it's Huggercast now what's up everybody uh so i'm gonna re read this new releases of 2021 coming up right quick first we have bravely default 2 on the switch have you played bravely default 1 I have not. I don't even own any of the the any of the two 3DS games, but I know of it. Okay. Dare to risk it all. Explore a new world as you fight for survival with your customized team of heroes, and they're all so cute and little. In Bravely Default 2, a strikingly beautiful RPG game, balance risk and reward in turn-based battles with Brave and Default commands. The Brave and Default battle system returns. I know a lot of people want to see that come back. Unleash power with Brave. Use the Brave command to send to spend Brave points and string together up to four actions you can perform in a single turn. Ooh, that's a lot of action in a single turn. Accumulate the power with Default. Use the Default command to bank your action for that turn and earn a Brave point in doing so. Meet the Heroes of Light. Follow the story of a young sailor as he sets out on a grand adventure and meets plenty of friends and, you know, the occasional foe along the way. Build your own customized team. Defeat bosses to acquire character jobs, each with their own set of distinct abilities. The more you learn, the more tactics you'll wield. Bravely deep. That was a great weed. That was a great... I misspoke there. That was a great read, by the way. I was like, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff but I'll try more. Would you like me to read more? Go for it. All right. Next on PC, we got Hot Brass. Not hot ass, Hot Brass. Coming out on the 26th. On Switch and PC, a double whammy here, we guys. We got Horned Knight, also coming out on the 26th. Retromania Wrestling out for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What a mouthful. Also out on the 26th. Harvest Moon. Oof great series one world out for the switch out on the what's march 2nd <laughs> neptunia virtual stars 
out on the PlayStation 4, March 2nd. Yakuza Like a Dragon for the PlayStation 5, out on March 2nd. Please go pick that up. Great game. Puro Puro Tetris. That one was no longer a, a Series X. It was a temporary timed Series X exclusive, I believe, or Series X and S, uh, Yakuza Like a, dra- like yes. a Dragon. Gotta love those timed exclusive, guys. Uh, Piro Piro Tetris 2, out for PC March 3rd. Uh, oh, this is gonna... R No Surge DX for the PlayStation 4 Switch PC, out on March 4th. You guys are getting a ton of games coming at you. CL No Surge... DX for the PlayStation 4 Switch and PCs also out on the same day. And Sea of Solitude Director's Cut on the Switch is out March 4th for y'all. Pick up these games. Is, is Sea of Solitude like a... What, is that like on Game Pass? Because that's that's like... I don't know why I'm getting that mental image of Game Pass when I read Sea of Solitude. I don't think it's on PC Game Pass, but I think it might be on console Game Pass. Hmm. It is okay. a good game though. All right. Yeah. So obviously, uh, obviously, the pick of the week is going to be Bravely Default Two. It's like the big game. Um, that's why we put the the read on there for the little blurb. But uh, yeah, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two. I believe that was a Switch game. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon was an Xbox game. And uh, I know people have love for the Harvest Moon series, and I wonder if that was a port because, like, I don't, I don't think Harvest Moon One World is a uh, a Switch brand new Switch game. I would imagine it was like a a PS4 game coming to Switch. Uh, I if I would have bet money yeah. on that. Okay. All right. Next up. Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. The sales. All right. So, uh, did you want to handle the sales? I didn't. I guess I didn't. Uh, I was expecting you to take over this one as well. Did you want to go for it? I mean, we can we can work together. I can do. Let's see what's on sale on Steam or um not Steam. What's that other one? Epic. Yeah, we usually like to spotlight the free games of the week for Epic Game Store. So this week it's gonna be Sunless Sea. I'm just gonna go ahead and read the blurb here on this one. Uh, lose your mind. Eat your crew. Die. Take the helm of your steamship and set sail for the unknown. Sunless Sea is a game of discovery, loneliness, and frequent death, set in the award-winning Victorian Gothic universe of Fallen London. And, allegedly, the free game of the week next week will be War Game Red Dragon. <laughs> we, we like to say allegedly all the time as like a joke because uh, sometimes there were a couple of weeks where we would say, oh yeah, and like early on, next week's free game is going to be this, but then they would flip the script on us like last minute, like when, when the next week comes along. Of course. <laughs> But yeah, y'all, I'm going to give an extra big spotlight to Sunless Sea. And uh, if you, you know, bored and you want to play something, the Fallen London game, it's a browser game. Um, It's probably one of the best browser games I've ever played in my life. And that's coming from a kid who played on Newgrounds and all that stuff. So it's really okay, good. Cool. Awesome. All right. So uh, the game's with gold. Go ahead and uh, tell us what's going to be free for March. And uh, let me hear your thoughts on that, too. Okay, for March, glorious month of March, from available from March 1st to the 31st, we have Warface Breakout for, you know, $19.99 American. I don't know how much it's going to be Canadian, probably $1,000. Uh, <laughs> Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. Those are four words I didn't think would be together. For $14.99, available from March 16th to April 15th. Awesome, okay. Metal Slug 3, great series, available from March 1st to 15th for $9.99, not $19, that's an old game. 
and Port Royale 3, available from March 16th to 31st for $19.99. Oof. I think Metal Slug is... I haven't played Warface since it was like a free-to-play game way back in the day, but Metal Slug is probably like the only one I would drop my money on. Well, luckily you don't have to. If you already have a Game Pass Ultimate or you already got games with gold, these are your free games for the entire month. So you just got to redeem them. Um, so yeah, um, this is a pretty lackluster month for, for Games of Gold. They've been having a lot of uh, lackluster months as of late. They were having a bit of a resurgence, I believe, last month, I want to say. Uh, but the uh, the Dan's speculation is that they're focusing more on Game Pass than actually you know, getting a good curated selection uh, for Games of Gold, which is fine, I guess. But all, all in all, if you redeem all four of these games, you're going to be saving about $65. Um, and yeah, I think Metal Slug is, is good. I, it's a, it's a good series. I, I remember playing it in the arcade. I even, I, I think I even own a Metal Slug game for the Game Boy Advance as well. So that's, you can also download the other Metal Slug games because Prime Amazon games has it free. Oh yes. Yes. That's right. I, I do have that one as well. Um, it just kind of, it's kind of sucks that like an old 360 game is going to be like basically essentially like the headliner for <laughs> the games with gold. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, I can't get mad because we are getting all the Final Fantasies, all the Yakuza games on Game Pass, and a bunch of indie games that are pretty banging. So I know it's not ideal, but Game Pass is a thing. <laughs> there you go. All right. So next up is uh, the PlayStation sales. There's actually three different sales going on at the same time. Uh, is there... Um, anything that you see as far as what's on the PlayStation Store that you want to shout out? Ooh, let's see. The first one, uh, ironically, 75% off uh, for twelve forty nine is A Plague Tale Innocence. That story will make you fearful, will make you tear up, just... And it's on, it's on Game Pass as well, but it's so good and such a, a underrated game that I don't think a lot of people talk about too often. And if you like Avengers, it's there on sale as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fane keeps getting me to try, to try it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's on sale for for um, like thirty dollars if you're a PlayStation Plus member. So basically, there's this or there's a sale called the double discount sale. So like, it's twenty five percent off for anyone who's just a regular person that doesn't have PlayStation Plus, and it's a double that, so it's fifty percent off. If you uh, are a PlayStation Plus member, so you can get it for thirty bucks, um, and also the um, there's other sales that are going on. I see I see Spider Man, uh, Marvel Spider Man, the game for the PS4. I see Star Wars Squadrons. I see Mortal Kombat 11. A why was it? oh look at you look at look at this a Red Dead Redemption two I is mean, on sale. Yeah, go pick it up. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, and then I also see, uh, so that's the double discount sale, and then there's also, I think the bigger one, I think the bigger sale out of the three sales that are going on is the indie sale. I think the indie sales are where it's at, because we have uh, Cuphead for $15, Gang Beast for $10, Fall Guys uh, for $15, I also see uh, Untitled Goose Game for $14, and... Uh, yeah, dead cells and ooh, that's um, Some, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good, it's, it's a good, good banging uh, banging lineup. Also, ooh, little nightmares, seven dollars fifty cents. You can't that's go wrong with that price. Oh my god. 
Well, you can if you're Xbox, because I think it's, isn't it on Game Pass? Uh, might be on console, but it's not on PC. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, man, I, weird. I guess, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, why can't they just have Game Pass, like, just be, like, one lineup? It's like, that is, it's, it kind of it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in my head to be like, oh, Little Nightmares, you can play it for free on Game Pass, but only if you have an Xbox, but not on PC, you know? Yeah, ah. I know. You're asking logical questions, my guy. <laughs> oh, Outlast Two is eighty yeah. percent off. That game is not as good as the first one, but it's if you're in and you just want to pee your pants just a little bit. Outlast Two, six bucks. You can just six bucks. That's all it is. Oh, Hollow man. I see. Mm. Undertale. That's a good one. Ten, 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 fi- yes. ten fifty. Oh, uh, if you guys maybe not have picked up the uh, Kingdoms of Amalur uh, Re Reckoning, it's on sale. I know it's a little rough, but they are working on it still, so it's 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 worth it. Yeah, Hollow Knight is like on sale for like six bucks, and that's interesting because Hollow Knight was like the PS Plus game of like a month, a couple months ago. So I already have it. So uh, also, by the way, you said Outlast two, but I'm gonna do you one better. Outlast one is on sale for four bucks. Go get the collection. Go get Outlast one. Actually, <laughs> don't worry about two. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's uh, that's good. That's good on sales. I just got a couple of other sales that I had pulled up here. Uh, some stuff that I found on Amazon. Final Fantasy VII Remake is currently on sale uh, for the physical. If you like physical uh, collections of games, you can get you can get the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Remake hard copy for thirty dollars on uh, on Amazon, as well as you can pre-order right now Far Cry Six either on PlayStation Four or Xbox One um, for ten dollars off for fifty bucks. And this is something that I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little asterisk. I don't recommend buying this game. Maybe buy it when it's twenty bucks and it's fixed, like both, not one or the other. But if you want to just have it now, you can get uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for forty dollars at Walmart. I believe it's the Xbox and the PlayStation Four version. Uh, but right now I have it on the website. The link I have pulled up is just the Xbox One version. But uh, you don't have to pay full price if you like to, um, you know, just cop it now keep it sealed and then wait for next gen upgrades and you can just upgrade for free boom there you go you can have a uh, um, cyberpunk at less than full price um what do you think is this something that you would want to do or do you think you would just rather wait for it to go even lower i mean i think cyberpunk cd games are one of those type of games that i will buy physical no matter what like i have the witcher and stuff digital but i have it physical as well because of all the goodies you get. You get stickers, you get a full map, you get uh, little books, you get all kinds of things in just the base edition. So I would recommend picking it up. Okay, all Do right. Do you wanna hear something awesome. that's gonna kind of blow your mind? Go so for I it. went on amazon.ca, which is the Canadian Amazon, and right now Final Fantasy Remake is 71.76. Oh my God, oh, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I really am, <laughs> because we're in America. Oh my heart. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They don't like us over here. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you can turn things around because you are the last segment. Yeah. 
So this is a segment we call Sharing the Love, and it's basically all about just talking about a game that we really love, and we just want to just tell a fun story about. It's like kind of like get gather around kids, let me tell you about this fun story kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, Hugger, just go ahead and regale us with like a, a story of a game that you might have grown up with, or a funny anecdote, or what have you. Take it over. All right, let's gather around the campfire, everybody. I got a story about a very old like very old game older than me by a few months so i'm 27 wow okay i'm a young i'm not the youngest at level one but i am a young baby so this game and i'll, I'll tell you what it is eventually came okay. out when i was younger and my dad got it this was you know at the time of the dial-up the e awful <laughs> noises and he got it and didn't really play it until I was older. But my dad is a mechanic. He's an automotive and heavy duty mechanic. And every Saturday we would sit together and get up and watch Formula One racing. Uh, if NASCAR was on, we would watch NASCAR. We would watch uh, like Stacy David, Stacy's Garage. We would watch uh, all kinds of car shows. And just that was our thing. We That would be me and my dad on Saturdays or the weekends if, you know, F1 had long uh, races and we even when uh, IndyCar came here to Edmonton we sat down and we went to the races all three days uh, went into the paddocks and just had a lot of fun so I've grown up in an engine compartment pretty much since I could walk I remember building engines with my dad in when we lived in a uh, low income we built them in the kitchen much to my mom's ire uh <laughs> He helped me work on my first car, which was a 1996 Ford F-150. We rebuilt the engine, uh, did the muffler, did the insides, did all kinds of things. I've helped him build all kinds of things. And now we're working on a, uh, what's it, 2004 Ford Dually uh, 7.3. Big engine, beautiful thing. But the game that he got before I was born, released in 1993, was the second game that Papyrus uh, studios ever released which was IndyCar racing it's an awful game it's god-awful but it will always have a special place in my heart because that was the game that we used to sit down after the the races were done after you know we had our lunch and stuff we would sit down and play papyrus racing which now has led us to play the uh codemaster formula one games but that papyrus racing came out in 1993 will always have a awful special place in my heart because it was just me and my dad's thing. Ooh, it's just special. No, I was getting, is it getting? I was like, you're getting emotional right now about thinking about it. Yeah, it just brings back so much early. You know, before I had to pay bills, before I had to do anything, it was just that special time of crappy internet. Uh, the announcer would come on and go, "Welcome to Papyrus IndyCar Racing," and it was awful. And it was fr we played it on Windows PC, but it was also available on DOS. And it's just awful, but it's so good at the same time. It's janky, but it's from a special place in my heart that even now I've played it recently, and that's how I can say it's awful. It just sticks with me so much, and I'm so glad my dad just happened to randomly buy it one day and keep it till I was old enough to play it. Yeah. Wow. You gotta love these. I'm looking at screenshots right now, and you gotta love these uh, polygonal 3D, like... Yeah, really janky looking models and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like they just threw in random colors as like dots and stuff as the crowd and stuff <laughs> like i remember when i got onto level one i came because i have a deep love for lara croft it's my simp showing um 
and I started the hashtag polygon titties thing because, you know, Laura, she pointy. And that's from like that same era, although Laura was first released in 96, I think. It's the same era, that same special time, and it's awful, it's ugly, but I love Papyrus IndyCar Racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Uh, did you ever have, like, any situations where, like, you uh, you and your dad, like, raced for the better time, or? Uh, no, because I was still very young, so he would just, like, teach me how to operate it, and we would take turns racing and go around the tracks, and funny enough, funnily enough, most of those tracks... Uh, Formula One still races on today, and they haven't changed that much. But yeah, it was no, no like competition. It was my cousin that destroyed my soul with the competitive spirit. But oh. my dad was just like, let's just have some fun. Let's do this. This is awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a well, that's a good, uh, that's a good deep cut there. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, in, I've never heard of this. I've never actually heard of this series and stuff. But it's, it's really awesome to 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 have you on and like and hear about stuff like this. Aww. I had to dig deep because I was going to pick like a really like whatever game. And I'm like, no, let's hit him in the feels. We're having a campfire story. Y'all better be crying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you, uh, I got to say, uh, I, uh, I don't know if you won up fame though. You might've, okay. You and fame went for two different things. Fame went for the comedy. You went for like the feels. <laughs> uh, he, his story was about how he played Madden and, uh, uh, there was this one kid who was talking noise and about how he's good at Madden, and then he like played him a match and stuff, and then he like whooped him so badly, like like during the second quarter, the kid paused the game and threw the controller down, and, and Fame was like, uh uh-uh, uh, pick that controller up, you about to you about to take this ass whooping, and I'm like, uh-huh. nice. See, I could. <laughs> there's so many stories of game. I mean, you probably have dozens of just either heartbreaking or heartwarming moments. I mean, I could, I was could have gone with a story where. You, when was the last time that person that you played, you know, like Call of Duty when was logged in? And you see it's like been four or five years since they logged in. It's like, oh, that's heartbreaking. But <laughs> yeah, me and my dad. Mm. Okay. That's a good place to end. So it is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Press Play. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readyplaynetwork.com or uh, simply at Ready Press Play on Twitter or TikTok. I am Lewis, and I'm at Chocolaka88 and Hugger. Yes, I am the Floor Hugger. You can find me at everything is at the Floor Hugger. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Oh my, I couldn't think of the name. Twitch, YouTube, all that. So you can find me there. Yeah, you gotta love it when you have the same name everywhere. Dan has that problem, <laughs> not my, not me though. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show, and all that good stuff. Peace. Bye.